Welcome to Standing Grace with Alan McQuarrie, a ministry of Grace Community Church in Brockville, Ontario. I'm your host, Alex Philippi. We all know life is hard, but Jesus is here for you. He wants to encourage you through his word and remind you that you can always stand in his grace. When I was a child, I was forced to go to Sunday school. My parents made me go. When I became a teenager, I stopped going. And it wasn't for many years until finally I had an opportunity presented to me to go to another church and to look at things again. I was older, and my life was in a time when I needed to find some direction. And I remember the evening, and it was an evening, that a minister who I had never heard before presented the opportunity to recommit my life to the Lord. I was already a believer in Christ, but the Lord had very little role in my life. I was a teenager, doing the things I wanted to do, having fun, being with my friends. But I remember that evening when I asked the Lord to take control one more time and give me an opportunity to commit myself to his service. When that happened, everything in my life changed. It was as if the Lord took complete control, turned me 180 degrees, and whisked me down a path that I never thought he would. I look back upon those events and realize that the Lord was really doing a good thing in my life, though at the time it seemed a very chaotic time. But the key to all of that was the fact that I did recommit my life to serve the Lord. I told the Lord that he could do as he saw fit with me, and sure enough, he did. It is so important as believers in Christ that we, first of all, know him as our Savior and truly love him, but also that we spend time saying, Lord, you do have the permission and the right to take me where you want me to be. I realize that there are always times that we go through because of disappointment, because of tragedy, because fact, the fact is that our life did not turn out the way we thought it would, that we've parted ways with the Lord. Even though we're still saved, we've walked away. And I want to encourage you to realize that you're never in the right place in your life when you've turned your back on the Lord. It may seem that you have regained some freedom, but in reality, you're going down the wrong road. I was too. But when the opportunity was presented to me to give my life back to Christ, he lovingly, graciously, in his plans, he turned me around and pushed me down a road that I never thought I would go. Well, that was only done because the Lord loved me. And in the same way, God wants you to come back to him so that he can use you once again in a great way. We've gone down our own roads, haven't we? And usually, in fact, almost always, they never turn out good. They just lead to more problems, more relationship issues, 
more trouble. And so the Lord is calling all of us back to him. I'm reminded of the passage in Luke chapter 17, when the Lord tells his disciples that they have to be single-minded in their commitment to the Lord. And he uses the example of Noah and Lot, and then Lot's wife. He talks about how the world is just going about its business, not really caring about the things of God. But there is going to be a time, just like with Noah, and just like with the judgment that God poured upon Sodom that Lot was involved in, there will be a time when God calls us to reckoning. And we need to be a people who are very much aware that our lives and this world and the pleasures of this world really offer us nothing to love. There's nothing in this world to love. Yes, I realize that because I was born in this nation, I have needs. I have a need for an income. I have physical needs. I have all the things that are required to get by in our culture today. The Lord knows what your needs are. But the Lord also knows that there's nothing in those things that we should be coveting, loving, wanting, desiring, holding near to ourselves. We live in a very materialistic society. When I was a child, a person's home was just a place to go and have dinner and sleep, and you spent most of your time outside the house. Now people love their homes. They cherish the things in their house. And the things of our world, the material pleasures, have been so much more a part of the life of an ordinary person today. We spend so much time loving material things, cherishing them, not wanting them to break, not wanting them to be taken from us. And that was the problem with Lot's wife. Lot's wife was that she, even though she was living in a very godless society, a very evil culture, She loved her home. She loved her place. She loved the material things that she had. And when called of God to trust him and to flee from the wickedness, she looked back, wanting, yearning for the things that she had left behind. What we need to do as believers in Christ is to realize this. God wants you to love him. God wants you to love heaven. You see, our home, our house, our car, our cottage, our boat, our things that we have accumulated are all going to end up in the dump. They're all going to end up in someone else's possession. They're all going to end up being the property of something else or someone else. And so what we need to realize is, thank you, Lord, for the things you've given to me, but I don't love them. I'll use them, I'll manage them, I'll use them for the glory of Christ. My house will be open and used for God's glory. The things I have, I want to share. Because just as the church in Acts, they had all things in common. 
Unfortunately, today we have very wealthy, very poor within the same church. And that is not what God requires of us. What we need to do is realize that the things that we have, we cannot love. But rather, we need to put Christ above all. To love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and your neighbor as yourself. Simple rules, simple practice, but so contrary to the culture that we live in today. God calls us to a higher standard, and that is to cast your eyes upon him, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, to look to our heavenly home and to realize that though we have 60, 70, 80 years on this planet, we have millions and millions and millions of years ahead of us. And we're laying up treasures for those years ahead of us. If only we had a glimpse of that. If only we could appreciate what is ahead of us, we would truly disdain all the evil and the wicked of this world. So it is by faith that we say, Lord, I believe that you've gone and opened up the heavenly home for us. As Jesus said, I go and prepare a place for you. If it were not so, I would have told you. So what we need to do is say, Lord, I believe that you have a heavenly home waiting for me. It is the place where I will be until the day that Christ returns. And then we look forward to a new heaven and a new earth in a glorified body. But Lord, until that day, let my mind, let my love, let the things that I cherish be the things that you cherish. Thank you for everything you've given to me. Thank you for my home. Thank you for my cottage. Thank you for my boat. Thank you for all the, the things that I have that so many people in the world don't have. But Lord, they're only here for a period of time. So if they are here, then let me manage them well for you. Let me manage the things I have so that others would come to know Christ through them or that, so that I can use them to point people to you. It is true that sometimes our lives have not gone on the right path. But God wants you to have a right perspective. He wants you to realize that when he returns, will he find such faith and commitment in you? Is your life today, and have you spent time today, asking God to show you the vanity of the world. Yes, we live in a corrupt world. We live in a sinful world. But we also have the joy of knowing that we have a Savior who has overcome this world. Spend time in prayer today. Ask the Lord to renew you again. If you've lost the love for Christ that you once had, if the passion to be obedient to the Lord is somehow gone. If worshiping the Lord with other believers in a church is not what your practice is, then ask God, Lord, renew me, revive me, put me back on the right path, that my mind and my understanding and my vision and my priorities would be right. I do not want to be like Lot's wife who loves this corrupt world 
who even though I, yes, I will leave, glances back to take one more look at the things of this world. I want, Lord, for you to see that my heart is fully committed to you. How hard that is. Where does it begin? Well, it begins when we first say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for the wasted time, for the wasted days, for the wasted weeks, for the wasted years of my life. When I've tried to go do my own thing based upon what I thought was wise and good and of practical. But in reality, I never included you. You were there, but I just did what I thought was the wise thing. And I realize now, Lord, that it only got me into a bigger problem into a deeper hole. Let me be, O Lord, like that prodigal son who wisely returns to you and finds that you welcome him back with joy and with a festival and with a feast. How much joy there is in following Christ. Today, spend some time in prayer. The Lord already knows where you are. Just ask him to forgive you. And say, Lord, help me to get back on path. Help me to get back in the right course once again. Because I realize, I know, there's no place good but to be where you want me to be. Everywhere else is to be in the wrong place. I'm Alan McQuarrie. Join us again next week as we continue talking about the wonders of God in standing in his grace. Thank you for being with us today on Standing Grace. I'm Alex Philippi inviting you to join us for more teaching like this in person at Grace Community Church in Brockville, Ontario. And to join us online at standinggrace.com. Until next time.